Here, I will share a big pile of conundrum. A conundrum. <laughs> what was that? From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, Grandma Life. Just call me Grandma. Actually, don't. Don't call me Grandma. Only one sweet little pumpkin angel baby named Micah gets to call me Grandma. To him, I am Grandma. To the rest of you, I am not. I suppose if you are speaking to Micah and referring to me, call me Grandma. Okay, this bit of grousing aside, I love this grandma gig. I've heard many grandmothers over the years say how wonderful it is to be a grandmother. And it's not as if I didn't believe them. I simply needed to experience it myself. I know the in thing to do these days is come up with something other than grandma to be called. Perhaps the idea is that one does not appear old enough to be grandmother. But clearly, I am old enough because that is precisely what I am, a grandmother. That being said, I am thankful that Bennett's parents chose to go by different grandparent names. That way, there's no confusion as to which grandparent we are talking about. When my kids were growing up, both sides of grandparents were grandma and grandpa. We're going to grandma's house! Yay! Which one? My kids made up their own distinguishing names. When my mother complained about her name, Grandma with the Bump, because she had a little bump on her leg in the perfect spot for a little one to notice, I told her she should be glad she wasn't the old Grandma, who was Randy's mom. So we will be Grandma and Grandpa, and the other set will be Mimi and Pa. When Erin married Bennett, We could not have been happier about the family she was marrying into. They were lovely people, and they loved Aaron as much as we loved Bennett when he joined our family. But it was hard to share. I knew it was coming, for I remember the days when Randy and I had to split time between our families. I don't like it, and I don't want to share. I know it is the right thing and a good thing. It makes it easier knowing Aaron is loved. Also, Aaron has always been the most active and competitive person in our family, always pushing us to play games and get up and move, something I love about her. I'm sure our silly games or cooperative games never truly satisfy her competitive spirit. We are all competitive. We also all avoid contention or conflict. Erin usually won whatever game we played, which never sat well with the other girls. Or my husband Randy would win, which didn't sit well with me. So when she joined Bennett's family, they provided a place to play all kinds of contentious card games that we would never play. Conversely, it is my understanding that Bennett tended to be more creative and goofy than the rest of his family, so he fit right in with our silly shenanigans. We tried to play games to pass the time during Aaron's extensive labor. We even let Randy and Aaron be on the same team, which is usually deadly. 
In doing this, though, we learned the way to beat them in a game was to cause Aaron real pain and make Randy watch, helpless to make it better. Micah is a COVID baby. All the pre-baby preparations were colored by the COVID pandemic, making everything more complicated. We had a Zoom baby shower. It was much less work, but not nearly as fun. However, a good number of people were able to attend who would not have been able to. Erin is a teacher. She was exclusively teaching online. We will not get into how one teaches high school band online here. Perhaps I will have a pandemic story for that. Bennett was also a teacher, although he was teaching in person with the elaborate hybrid educational model, not ideal either, but that put him in contact with students. In an effort to avoid either of them getting COVID before the baby was born, they started to quarantine two weeks before Aaron's due date. And when it looked like about the time for the baby to come along, I tested for COVID and with a negative result, I went to their house and quarantined with them so I could be with her in delivery. Of course, as with babies and COVID for that matter, nothing went as it appeared and Aaron did not go into labor for another week after I showed up. It was actually a very sweet week with just the three of us, and I don't think I wore out my welcome. Finally, on Friday night, Aaron started to have regular contractions. Now, if you have been a dedicated listener to my podcast, you will remember that all of my babies were delivered by C-section. If you missed that episode, it's in the second season called, oh so creatively, Babies. Take a listen. So I was no help in advising when it was good to go to the hospital. That Friday night was a long night for me and Bennett because we hardly slept, waiting for Erin to let us know it was time to go. But she slept all night, only to be disturbed by regular contractions, which she was able to fall asleep after each. By Saturday morning, Bennett and I were already sleep-deprived. The contractions were coming faster and stronger, so we headed off to the hospital, only to be told, not yet. By that time, Randy and Grace had quarantined themselves long enough and had been tested that we felt it was safe to add them to our party. That is when Aaron said, let's play games, and that's when we were able to beat the usually unbeatable team of Aaron and her dad. It turned out to be a long night for Aaron. We went back to our house so Aaron could take a bath in our big tub, and Bennett and I went to sleep and handed the care of Aaron over to the resident night owls of Randy and Grace. By morning, it was time for Aaron to go to the hospital for good this time. With the administration of the epidural, Aaron was able to get some rest. What a long labor, and we were ready to throttle anyone who told us again for the 837th time that first babies take a long time. Finally, after something like 48 hours after her labor began, Micah was born. Now, I have always been proud of my Erin, her strength and determination in everything she does so it did not surprise me to see her handle this very long labor with that same fortitude. 
So that right there was enough to stir up strong emotions. However, I was totally unprepared for the emotion I would feel watching my grandson being born and seeing them put him into my daughter's arms and experiencing her joy and Bennett's joy. It truly was overwhelming. Needless to say, that little boy had my heart the moment I saw the top of his not-so-little head. I have the privilege to watch him three days of the week while Aaron and Bennett are at work. He is so fun. I love seeing the similarities in him and Aaron. The way Aaron would be very busy playing and playing, but every so often she would come back to me for a little hug or a story just to check in. Micah does the same thing. He is, however, very much a little boy. Where my girls did have balls to play with, they didn't really care about them, preferring baby dolls and coloring pages, dancing and imagination games. What Micah loves more than anything is a ball. I believe that was his first word. It has been another fun thing figuring out what kind of play inspires him. Simple little games and songs, turning rocks over to see what we can find, splashing in puddles, squishing mud between our toes, all the things I did with my girls growing up, but made extra special with my grandchild. Listen, if you are not a grandparent, it's like a secret world that one day you may be able to participate in. I will admit my love of toys, the whimsy, the colors. I've already embraced my love of dolls and unashamedly have a number of dolls around my house. Oh, and stuffed animals I can't resist. All things Micah could care less about. And stories, so many wonderful storybooks out there. Such fun to read my favorite stories and to find new children's stories. Now Micah, like any child, will happily let me read his favorite story over and over. I have now read Go Dog Go and The Little Blue Truck 934 times, each. I have a little bookshelf full of books, and he will pull each book off the shelf until he finds the one he wants. If I'm lucky, it will be Are You a Cow or Personal Penguin, both by Sandra Boyton, Two other favorites, but I have only read those 672 times. Fortunately, his list of books is growing and changing. I feel confident we can move on to, but not the hippopotamus or the footbook. Here I will share a big pile of conundrum with you. I love having him, but I am thankful that I don't have him all week. It is nice that Aaron and Bennett have lots of family to take care of Micah. Bennett's grandmother and sister watch him one day, and his mother, the other grandmother, takes care of him one day a week. But I don't want to share. Here's my brokenness. What if he likes them more than me? Or can I be annoyed when Bennett says, look what Grammy taught him to do? I know this is ridiculous, because like I have already established, these are truly the nicest, most wonderful people you will meet. But please, little baby, don't like them more than me. I'm thankful that the other people in his life love him and care for him. I would not want him to spend a minute with anyone who might cause him harm. 
like I said, we are very different people. So he gets so many different experiences with that other side of the family that he would not get from us and vice versa. It is a blessing, but I don't like it. I mean, I know in my head we have room in our hearts to love many people. I actually do love many people. In fact, by the time this story is posted, we will have a new grandbaby. And of course, my heart will tuck that sweet little baby girl in there right next to Micah. But I am broken. But lovable. Now, I think I will have a conversation with Jamie, the other grandmother, and you will see how absolutely lovely she is, but don't like her more than me. Okay. I just want to welcome Jamie today. Thanks for coming and chatting with me. Of course. Yeah. So Jamie is the other grandmother. Or Mimi, as she likes to be called, right? It is my new name and my new identity. (laughs) Right. (laughs) At least for one little pumpkin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got, I mean, matter of days until we have another little baby. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow, has it gone fast this time or is it just me? We can ask Erin. I suspect (laughs) it hasn't gone fast for her. (laughs) Uh, But it'll be fun. I think Micah has no idea what's uh, ready to hit him. He does not. Yeah. This is our first, both of us, this is our first grandbaby, right? It is. Yeah. So Jamie has, uh, tell me your your family dynamics here. Yes. Well, uh, Bennett is our middle child. Uh, Our oldest daughter, Allison, uh, is four years older than Bennett. So I will say that there was a little bit of a just a surprise, a little shakeup in the, in the expectation, I think, <laughs> when Bennett and Aaron announced their pregnancy with Micah, because really? it, it sort of was not perhaps what anyone expected if we really had thought about what our expectations. That was that was fun, and, and now as life is, an unexpected little, you know, detour, but but what a, what a joy it's been. It really has. And uh, yeah, Allison and her husband, Andre, live in Seattle, and they are, uh, he, she is four years older than Bennett. And then Kate is two and a half years younger than Bennett. Okay. And, uh, so that's that's our family. All of you know that Bennett is uh, married to my Aaron. So you know this because you've, you're all faithful podcast listeners. <laughs> I don't know how surprised I was just because Bennett, like the moment they got married, he was sort of like, let's have children right now. It's true. It's true. And Aaron was like, well, you know, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got some things to do first. <laughs> Well, Bennett loves adventure and excitement, and he loves um, just all the highs in life. I think he's always been that way. He just he just chases after the big moments, yeah. And, and that's just been who he's always been, and that's that's so much fun. But yeah, it, they, they've done a lot of big things very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what Hannah said. You're doing a lot of big things. But hey, I mean, that's both of them, right? They it's do, true. They do kind of just grab hold of life. And they just do. They do run. Yeah, one, actually, one of my very funniest memories around the time that Micah's um, upcoming birth was announced early on was Allison, my oldest daughter, and her husband's immediate reaction upon learning of the pregnancy. It just cracked us up. And they were so honest about the way that they received the information and kind of what happened right after. She, you know, They were in Seattle, of course, and so it was a phone call. 
that you know brought them into the excitement and they were thrilled but they were shocked yeah and uh, allison shared with me after they hung up she said mom she said andre and i just sat on the couch together side by side and we really didn't say anything for a couple of minutes just kind of you know taking it all in and one of us said to the other wow does it sort of seem like that they have all the fun and we just make lists and make plans are we missing something here interesting <laughs> Well, I suspect, not knowing Allison that well, that that's just their personality. Well, right? it absolutely is. And they completely own that's the way they're wired. It's actually delightful because that couple and then Bennett and Aaron are quite good friends. I mean, the four of them are very compatible. They have a lot of fun together, but they, they're well aware of how differently they they chase after life. And yeah. I think they're ultimately probably good for each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't that true? You know, when you you have friends or siblings that sure. sort of just compliment you and Kind of bring out the best in you and sometimes the worst in us, I guess. Our <laughs> siblings do that. <laughs> They're brutally honest. Yeah. Siblings are. Yeah, that's true. I know that both of us, just being a grandmother has just been, you know, people always told you, right? Oh, being a grandparent is the best thing in the world. And, you know, you're like, sure, mm-hmm. sure, I, I believe that. But but you just don't know it. You just don't have a minute. file, that, that immediate personal when it washes over you uh, first of all that it's going to happen and then when it actually does happen and you you walk into that new place it's it's just an unforgettable moment it really is i was thinking about um so the bonfield family and the johnson family all vacationed together a couple years ago and we were all sitting around in this little cabin getting ready to go swim in the lake showing pictures i think you had brought a picture of bennett as a little guy. I had found a very funny picture of Bennett in middle school. And for whatever reason, Bennett and Hannah, you know, always had this funny kind of almost sibling, you know, relationship where they would just, you know. Sort of rib each other. Right, raz each other. And it was an especially awkward, I mean, it just embodied middle school awkwardness. Right. I mean, it could have been the next to the awkward middle schooler picture in the dictionary, this picture could have been. It was Bennett. It was just hilarious. The hair, the glasses, the teeth, the braces. I mean, all of it. The clothes. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to need that picture. Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. everyone will want to see so that. So I brought one. that picture just because I knew I was going to be with Hannah and Bennett together. And I was passing it around so we could all just really enjoy that, you know, that moment in Bennett's life. Yeah. And then. And then Aaron's like, hey, since we're showing pictures, she just kind of toddles over to her bag and pulls out a sonogram. And just, here you go, Mom. I'm like, what? So that was really a fun announcement. It was. And I think you're the one that really took it in and, and understood it first. Do you yeah. remember well, it that way? I think so, because she handed it to me first. Okay, you know. well, that's kind I'm, of I'm you mom, right? <laughs> so that makes sense. If, if you had looked at it, you would have figured it out, too. It was sort of a surprise. And yet I kind of, you know, just knowing them and just sort of their sort of like, Hey, this is what I want, so we'll just do it right now. But Erin had been fine, except for that week, she just started to be sick. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, <laughs> she's throwing up over the side of the porch, and Bennett's, like, giddy with glee. It's <laughs> like, look, yay, look, signs of pregnancy. <laughs> it's true, it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, you should bring her some juice or something. Or, you, know, or, you know, cold washcloth, you know, just, yeah, any of that. Yeah. Except you and I were there doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. That's true. It's been fun watching them being parents, though, isn't it? Absolutely. There's nothing like seeing your child be a parent. Mm -hmm. 
And that's when people ask me about what what being a grandma's like. That really is the very, you know, right next to saying how much I love Micah. I, I always express that I just love watching our son and his wife be parents. I mean, there's just something so beautiful about seeing your child in a different light yeah. and watching how unbelievably patient and and really unselfish they are. When I think of how they are such doers themselves, mm-hmm. they chase after their own activities and their dreams, and they're both very busy and purposeful people in their professions and even in their free time. They're, yeah. you know, they have a lot that they're doing all the time. It's fun to watch them, though, bring him into their busy life and just like, come on, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. We're running around and mm-hmm. you're going to come running around with us. And it's actually not the way I did it. And mm-hmm. I think it's been good for me to watch a different way of parenting a small child and learn how really good it can be. I was much more likely to protect you know, schedules and and I did things a certain way always. Mm-hmm. I was pretty rigid. I mean, nobody that knows me is surprised when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Bennett is just much more free with his schedule, and he's more able to be spontaneous, just, I think, naturally. Yeah. And so he's a part of whatever they're doing. And I think he's richer for it. Yeah. It's it's sweet, and they, they have shown me a different way to raise a baby and, and enrich his life. I think there's value in... And I talk about this in the story about the value in how like you and I are so very different. Mm-hmm. He gets a different experience from both of us as much as it's no fun to share. I mean, it's not <laughs> no fun to share because I think it is fun to share because mm-hmm. it's fun to, that you and I have the same shared experience that nobody else has really because we're both grandma. So that is fun. That's sort of fun to share that moment. Mm-hmm. But it is hard to share the baby. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, it's true. And and I do think about it. I mean, you mentioned in, in a previous podcast that you, there's a little bit of a, oh, you know, I, I'm a tug about, is he having more fun at this house? Or is he having more fun on this day? Or was this a boring day for Micah? Was this, that's right. crazy. But yeah, I, I I completely resonated with those feelings that you shared. You oh, know? good. I'm yeah. so glad no, it no, wasn't no, no. just me. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, and it's just going to always happen. Mm-hmm. I do have a funny memory that I, I think I just, I would love to remind you of, because I'm sure you remember this, but this, this has to do with the moment that I first saw Micah. <clears throat> and you remember it was COVID times. Yeah. And so everything was different. Um, he was born on a Sunday night and it was all this excitement, you know, from afar. And I worked the next day and knew that I was not going to be able to see him in the hospital. That was understood. Right, that um, was the rules. Of course. And <clears throat> But I had talked to Bennett during the day on Monday when I was at work, and I had said, is there any way that I could bring you guys just something to eat for dinner? I'd love to just, like, drive through, you know, the parking lot and just have you come out. I'd love to just give you a hug and, you know, bring something up to for you and Aaron to enjoy that first night. Oh, sure. that'd be great, Mom. That'd be wonderful. So, great. That was the plan. So I had, you know, gone to Panera or something and got some sandwiches and drove up to the um, – hospital and came up under the covered place and he walked out and had a funny look in his eye and and I rolled down the window and he said do you want to come meet your grandson <laughs> and I will so just fun. never ever forget just I, I, I just had no expectation and I was absolutely overwhelmed That's and so then the great. story that I was told that cracked me up as we were coming in the hospital was that I think you and Bennett had conspired together to yeah. allow for that which just endeared you to me even more. Oh, well, good. <laughs> yeah, it was just sweet. And I think I think the story I was told was that maybe you asked Bennett um, if I 
was at all rebellious if I would be ever willing to break the rules or something. And, right. And because uh, you didn't know me that well. And Bennett said, you know, she's for sure a rule follower, but I think in this circumstance, she'd be all over whatever. Right. Let's whatever. break the so rules. What, to what, see what you think? And the plan was that you were going to surrender your bracelet that identified you as a you know qualified visitor right. at this time. And and then he was going to come out and let me put that bracelet on my wrist. And then we were going to arrive right at the time that the nursing shift changed. <laughs> so the you know daytime nurses that knew you so would sneaky. be gone and the evening nurses wouldn't necessarily know that I wasn't the, the grandma that had been there. Right. And uh, it was all that was all you know well planned and and looking back I'm pretty sure all the nurses knew that I was not the same grandma and they just looked the other way right which I, I love them for right <laughs> yeah well, you know I had the absolute joy to be in the delivery room with Erin mm-hmm. and um, I love that you guys both you and your mom Norma mm-hmm. recognize the value of the daughter having mom there you Absolutely. know and that. You just so graciously, of course, that's sort of how it works. We all know we want our mom. We do. And so, oh my gosh, just being there, <laughs> tearing up a little bit, remembering the <laughs> moment, and just the joy to get to be with them, with that new right. little baby. But I also knew COVID was so crazy and the crazy, you know, with us quarantining beforehand and right. them, all that. We all know the insanity of the COVID I would leave the hospital and nobody would look twice at me when I came back. They didn't even know that I had this bracelet on. And I'm like, you know, this is crazy. Jamie needs to get in here and see this baby. And nobody's going to stop her because they don't even look. So that's when I, you know, wow. talked to <laughs> Bennett. And I'm like, you know, what do you think? Would your mom do this? And so, yeah. I just will never forget walking, forget walking into the hospital room and, and seeing Aaron just laying in the bed and this just precious little tiny boy right next to her in the hospital bed. Yeah. And it was just, I, I will never forget that moment, ever. Right. Even, even seeing him more than holding him. I think that, I, I don't know, I, your senses are taking it all in. Yeah, but the whole that, moment of it. You know, the, it was just, it was a picture of the next generation. Yeah. yeah. And Erin um, was just beautiful. Oh, she was. <laughs> And she had been through such an right. ordeal for two days. And yeah. she was she was just glowing in that bed and just I mean, it was just darling. Remember how Bennett would say would sit on that it's like a window seat or some yeah, weird windowsill. Yeah. It made it into a bed, but it's the it worst. wasn't really a bed. Let's come on, we're yeah. not gonna lie. It was it was a windowsill. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was laying Here, on his dad, side. Sleep on the windowsill. <laughs> Curled around this. I mean, the whole thing was just unforgettable. Yeah. Yeah. It is beautiful. Oh, and then holding that sweet little baby and, you know, just, I don't know, I, the smell of him, all of it. It, it just is, I just will never forget being allowed to be there because I really had kind of put that away. I didn't even let myself grieve that because right. it wasn't going to be. Yeah. I just had to know that this this first grandchild experience was, was going to be very different than I ever expected it to be. Yeah. And I had I had made my peace with it as much as I could. And that was just, that was a gift beyond measure. Oh, good. You know, it's fun for me to have Micah because I had all three girls and I loved my three girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there had been there have been moments in my life. And like, you know, where I'm like, well, I should have a little boy because, you know, girls love their dads. Right. They do. You know, I needed that mama's boy. Right. Who <laughs> Mama's boy loved it. But, you know, that's just a fleeting sort of, again, another broken part of me. Right. So I've loved my girls. But it's fun to have a little boy. Just experience 
how he plays, so different and yet similar, obviously, as mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. as my little girls. Mm-hmm. You know, you had both. You had the little girls and you had the little boy. So I did. I, I did experience all of it. But it's, it is true. They have just a different way of interacting with the world. Yeah. Um, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> just this morning, we were playing at home before I came over here, and I got out this little block thing that I thought we were going to build some little things. And he was interested in that for just a little while. We were having fun looking at the different colors and, you know, piling them on top of each other. And and I walked over to probably get some more coffee. That's probably what I did. <laughs> right. And in the same room. And he immediately started throwing the blocks. Yeah, you know, not absolutely. just, you know, across the carpet, but across the room. You know? Right. <laughs> I have a dollhouse that I got out for, you know, it's just a little, you know, it's got a couple of little floors and he likes to play with the, um, with the little figures and he kind of puts them, you know, mm-hmm. just fine. But the dollhouse itself is a climbing toy. You know, we're of not going to set up where Aaron would like, you know, set mm-hmm. up these beautiful little, here, we're going to set the little mommy on the chair. Mm-hmm. No, Micah's like, no, this is a ladder that I get to climb on. <laughs> Don't you love the way Micah, um, just comes up with his own way of doing anything. And I suppose every baby does. Maybe I'm just a little rusty on remembering these things. But I was just chuckling to myself this morning watching him go down the stairs. I have never in my whole life seen a baby go downstairs front first, just bumping his butt down each individual stair. That is the most (laughs) hilarious way to go down the stairs. And it works for him, kind of like the way he crawled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he crawled with like sort of, um, you know, one knee, regular crawling position. But the other leg was was like the foot was down. So he'd kind of just, I don't even know how to describe it. The leg was sort of, you know, he would scooch with one knee and then he'd push along with this foot. Well, didn't Randy say it looked like he'd maybe been in rehab or something? <laughs> like one leg had been in a cast or something? It was it was just such a unique and interesting way of of you know, getting around. Yeah, but and you also, I thought eventually he's going to crawl right, right normal up. way, no, but no, he, he just didn't. never did. He did not. He's very aware of, of how he's, you know, yeah. he's on the he's on the farm team and he's, he's wanting to get to the big leagues. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> From the moment he was born, I think, you know, even when he was just sort of, you know, sitting, yeah, he was kind of crabby at that time when he, he couldn't was. crawl. He was. It's like, I want to yeah. move. Why can't I move? Correct. Yeah. It's like, just crawl, baby. Just start to crawl. and then be, I mean, it makes sense, though, because with Aaron and Bennett as his parents, they don't stop moving. So why should he stop moving? No, they don't. I love the fact that he can be in the same room with you and you can sit with him and do what he's doing. And he's happy for that. But if you get up to go transfer the laundry or right. make some lunch or whatever you're doing, he's he's just fine with that, too. And he might come over and see what you're doing and then go right back to what he's doing. And- <laughs> Is anything I can throw over sure. here exactly. that you're doing? I can't throw any of that? Okay, I'm I'm back exactly. over here with the cars that I can throw across the room. That's so true. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. That's good. We were talking on Sunday about um, the loss of our fathers, our dads, mm-hmm. and just how um, the idea of generation to generation, you know, that we, we had our dads – and we both lost them earlier than than, than we, we expected. Than we expected, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's always just a just a little bit of grief um, in every big big moment in life, and that that also spills over to obviously this this new grandbaby. That's mm-hmm. that's such a huge part of our lives. That you know, I'm, I spend a lot of time with my mother, and I, I love that that I'm in the same town with her, and that we can have a lot of quality time together. I know how much she just 
adores being with Micah and having Micah really know her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just, that's a privilege she never expected to have. Yeah. Um, in fact, recently we all went to a Royals game and she was there and she leaned over to me at some point and she said, I'm just having a moment of just feeling overwhelmed. She said, I cannot believe the last time I've been at Royal Stadium, I'm sure, was when you kids were all still home. I think your brothers were probably in elementary school. Okay. And to think that now I'm at the same stadium with my great grandson, I, I just, that's just, I can't even take that in. Yeah. And then in the next breath, you know, she said, and how I wish dad could be here too. It just brings it back that, you know, he, um, he was a huge part of my life, huge part of all of the grandchildren's life, yeah. uh, lives. And, uh, oh, how he would love Micah. So there's just, there's just always a, just a little bit of, of intense emotion. Yeah. Um, I guess joy that he's here and how much I know um, he would he would love knowing that Bennett is the father that he is and um, you know that 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 is life I mean life is grief and loss as much as it's love and celebration yeah the longer you live the more you know that right. those two are kind of the yin and yang of life but it's never it's never um, going to be right that he doesn't know these babies it's soon to be you know Maisie as well yeah. I just um, with the, all the intense joy that's going to come with loving Maisie and welcoming her into the family, once again, I'm going to have to know that there will be a little bit of, right. uh, you know, just having to to release the grief that, or the, the reality yeah. that, um, right. that dad's not here to know her too. I feel exactly the same mm-hmm. way about my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I said it, it was that he was so proud mm-hmm. of his grandkids mm-hmm. and he would have been just busting his buttons with this new little one. And like you said, you know, seeing his own grandchild then become a parent, it it is hard. There's a grief that you have there. Just a little, sort of a little missing. I mean, and that's grief, right? It is. You know, you miss them in the moments Mm -hmm. when you know they should have been here. Exactly. So I think I told you at church that that little um, vignette about how the the pastor that was um, ministering to our family personally at the time of my dad's uh, death made that statement to all of us that was so meaningful and hard to hear at the time, but but so valuable, which was that time does not take away mm-hmm. that reality, that in every big moment, whether it's a wedding or, a, or the birth of a child or a graduation or, or any kind of accomplishment, anything that is significant that your family is, is noting, yeah. um, there's going to be a, a person missing at the table, a person missing in that conversation. Right. Um, a person missing in that celebration. And so just to just to know, don't wait for that to just fade away because it never will. And yeah. part of that is because of the investment that that person made in your family. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I, I love that picture because, yeah, there's a little bit of, of grandpa in all of the, in, in them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I just wanted to sort of add that in there because I just thought that was such a beautiful picture of life continuing on, you know, the loss, we, lo- we lose people and then mm-hmm. we gain and mm-hmm. it's just how it is. So, and like I said, <clears throat> we have, I mean, literally days from now, <laughs> I know. we're going to have a new little one and that was going to be very exciting. Oh, what is Micah going to think? I just don't even know. I think that that baby is going to have a lot of balls thrown at her head. <laughs> Are you going to buy her a helmet or am I? 
<laughs> we'll get a cute little bonnet helmet kind of thing, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he'll he'll love her a lot. But you know, I mean, oh, here's my baby sister. We should play catch. And <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had enough balls thrown at my head. Well, <laughs> he's got quite an arm, and you know, when he kind of puts it behind his head and and you know gets gets his wind up ready, you really do have you just know, a self preservation like, instinct right away, don't right. you? Right. <laughs> It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. And um, by the time we air this episode, she'll be here. So um, I'll show, I'll share a picture for everybody. You can all see it. So, but thank you for chatting with me, Jamie. Oh, thank you for asking me. It's it's a privilege to get to be Mimi and Grandma in the same town. That's right. It really is. It is. It is a blessing. It's really, really good. This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username on Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at oncarlsondrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive. <laughs>